Welcome to another episode of Vacation Rental Insiders Podcast. It's time to learn from Ryan and Lucas how to become a short-term rental property host and start a successful vacation rental business. Get ready to learn and be the best host you can be. And now your hosts, Ryan and Lucas. Hey, this is Ryan. And this is Lucas. Another episode of Vacation Rental Insiders. Uh, this episode is probably one that should have been on the front. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, we, we did talk about this a little bit. We're going to dive a little deeper in whether or not your property uh, can be an STR. Now, I think the first time we addressed this topic, we were talking about something you already own, a home you already have, and you're considering doing maybe your basement or an addendum to your house or a room in your house. This time we are addressing this topic of whether or not your property can be an STR. We're addressing it from the viewpoint of someone who is shopping for a home, how to shopping for a home that they are specifically going to make uh, into an STR. So if you are in the market for a home and you want to know if you can make it an STR, if it should be an STR, can be an STR legally, what do you do? So step one. You need to have a good realtor, right? Absolutely. That's that's your vote, right? For yeah, number one, one hundred percent. It's it's funny that the licensed real estate agent in the room would would vote that as the. the I'm not one biased. Thing. I just know that <laughs> if you go on Zillow or you go on Realtor.com, one, you're buying into an area in which you don't live. So you can call the county, you can call the city, you can figure out the the ordinances that you can do. Now, now once you figure out that, let's say you're buying in Daytona Beach, Volusia County. There's unincorporated and incorporated neighborhoods, and they have a definitive line in which there's no factor, meaning whether you're incorporated or unincorporated doesn't matter what the county thinks. So there are very fine boundary lines throughout the city that meet and don't meet their criteria, and it would confuse you if you don't live in the area. So that's where you would employ a realtor to know which neighborhoods and which, if you're buying in the single-family housing area for a short-term rental, which neighborhoods would fit the criteria of a short-term rental and which ones wouldn't because you certainly don't want to end up purchasing a place and then be told as we often see in the Facebook uh, online. Yeah, we've had people even tell us that they, they almost closed on a property and they found out the oh, last minute. Oh, there's so many. Yeah, they find out last minute on a property that they've already closed on or right. you know that, that they their HOA doesn't allow short-term rentals. Correct, correct. You know, but for me, it if, also... If the property is in an HOA... The answer is simple. You need to you need to start by getting a hold of the president yep. immediately, and you need to get your hands on the bylaws. But before yes. we leave the real estate agent discussion, I want to emphasize that when you uh, hire your real estate agent, whether it's locally or even even somewhere uh, a distance away from you, you're going to do long distance hosting. Um, make sure that the real estate agent you hire has at least some experience in the STR uh, acquisition space. If they are just an agent who is just an agent and they, they just sell single family homes to, you know, mom and pop with 2.5 kids, they're probably not going to be the person you want to yes. deal with. And this this will probably mean that you're not going to go off of a referral from a trusted friend who just happened to buy a house from Joe Blow Real yes, Estate. Yes, you need to ask who does short-term rentals in the area. You need to, you know, don't go in with the aspect that you're going to buy a property because agents will... Uh, fool you into thinking that they're they just qualified. Want to make a sale. Yeah, they just want to make a sale. So they'll fool you into saying, oh, I, I know my way around it. That's not true. I get contacted by some of the top realtors in Daytona 
for the short-term rental space on a referral basis. If I can help them, you know, we're talking about some of the top people who do the most volume and they still don't know the way around short-term rentals um, because they're just and they're smart enough to know to refer them to you. Yes, because they don't want to get caught saying something that isn't or, accurate. Yeah, or they'll or work it out with me, astray. or they'll they'll be like, "Hey, you help me with this sale, and and I'll put in a good word with my clients that you do the management for them." Type of thing. Right. Right. Um, so there's a give and get there. Now I think that the realtor gets more than the management company gets in that aspect, but neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, so make sure you're getting with a realtor that understands. Um, also, it's like you can look at all the condos along Daytona Beach coastline and anywhere you go, not all of those condos are going to allow short-term rentals. So you can't see it on Zillow. You can't see it on any of those online web pages, whether they, they allow rentals or don't allow rentals. But on my side and the multiple listing service via the association, I can see whether it's allowing minimum rentals or if it's not allowing minimum rentals. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if it's a two-month or a one-week or a one-night What's its minimum rental policy? That will tell me if it's rental friendly or not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and HOA, that, that's, that particular HOA overrides anything the county has stated. So right. if the county says no, no short-term rentals are allowed in the whole county. But then your just H- leave the county. If your, HOA, if your HOA within that county is saying we do allow rentals, they supersede what the county states. So an incorporated neighborhood supersedes any grandfathering rules that your county has in place. Um, at least that's how it works in Volusia. Okay. Um, so now outside of that area with that unique scenario, um, if, if, cause generally speaking in this country as a whole, a federal law supersedes a state law, a state law supersedes a county law and a county law supersedes a city law. But then you get down to the HOA level and they can have their own laws, their own bylaws to be exact. Yes. So we, we drill down. Is this allowed at the top level, the second level, the third level, fourth level, fifth level. It's like a little onion of, of precedence, right? And governing bodies. Okay. So. In my opinion, you should start at the center of said onion and work your way out. So if you think you're going to buy a piece of property that happens to be part of an HOA, start at the HOA. Hi, guys. Do you allow this? Oh, you do? Good. All right, next step. Hey, city. Do you allow this? Oh, you do? Good. Hey, county. Do you allow this? You do? Great. We're moving forward. You know what I'm saying? Start there and work your way out. Or you can work it in reverse. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you work the other way around. But get to every single jurisdiction that could, in some way, shape, or form, mess you up. Um, ultimately, you're going to have to also talk to your insurance company as well. Because you're going to need homeowner's insurance that allows it as well. And guys, with on a, on a little, you know, off, uh, off topic here with that insurance, just know in the rental world, when you tell that homeowner's policy that you're going to be a rental... Maybe your oceanfront condo was nine hundred bucks a year, eleven hundred bucks a year. Expect to pay two and a half to three times the amount once you tell them you're doing a rental. Any kind, any kind, long of term or short term, doesn't Just matter. Keep that in mind. I get owners all the time. They're like, "Is this normal?" I'm like, "Yep, that's normal." <laughs> and it, it's in the long run, the amount of money you'll make as a short term rental owner versus a long term rental owner, or is not renting at all, uh, will make up the difference. It's cost doing business. Yes. So get over it. Yep. Um, I have uh, properties with an extra business policy on top of them. In addition to the fact that my LLC uh, that that governs all of my rental properties has a general liability policy as well. Um, generally referred to in the insurance business as an umbrella policy. It covers anything that could or you know could happen on on any of the properties, whether it's my negligence or something in the house. So um, be protected in that space. Yes, like you said, off topic, but. You know, saw an opportunity to insert some information that our listeners might find useful. So, you're welcome. Insert it. It's a nugget. <laughs> a little nugget for you. I haven't said that in a few episodes. I apologize. No. I know some of you look for that little 
Hashtag nugget. Nugget of information. <laughs> anyway, so um, the other thing that you're going to want to do, and this is this is not off topic, but it's peripheral to all of the agencies that uh, govern the address that you're looking to see if it will be an STR. Uh, before you get to the point of putting a whole bunch of money in escrow and putting a big chunk of money down on your property, before you get that far, it might behoove you to uh, cruise the neighborhood at all different times of the day and night. Figure out what your neighborhood's like. I would strongly recommend being somewhat nosy. And I'm yes, I'm using that word. Be a little bit nosy, be a little obnoxious. Go meet some folks in the neighborhood. You're talking about a hundreds of thousands of dollar investment. Go be nosy. Yep. Yep. Don't go knock that. the doors. Yeah. If it's in a condo, get in the building. With probably your real estate agent's blessing, have them escort you possibly, right? But get in the building and knock on the doors across the hall from you. Get an opinion. Get a feel for what's going on in the neighborhood, whether they like it. Because even if it's legally allowed, and I've heard this one in our inbox all the time, and I've heard it in the, in the groups as well. Oh, it's totally legal. Everything's fine. But boy, do we got a bad neighbor. How did you not know you didn't have... How did you not know that? You went and spent a half a million dollars on a property. You intended a full-time STR, and you didn't know that the neighbor absolutely hates this idea? Whoops. You should know that. Yeah, we have an episode about neighbors. Go check it out. Yeah, check it out. Be a good neighbor and treat your neighbors good and get them on your side. Meet those neighbors before you go lock down a $500,000 house you threw hundred grand deposit down on. That's As a You fact. can put it under contract if you want it under contract. You're going to have... Don't I mean, I would never recommend even in a hot housing market to forego your inspection period or any financial contingencies that you have. If you have to do that, fine. But you should get a home inspection period. And if you're doing a loan, you'll always have a financing contingency regardless of what the, you know, homeowner or your contract states. Uh, but during that time period, go meet the neighbor. This at least allows you to get under contract if you like it um, and then go figure out what the neighbor wants. And if you decide that the neighbor is not going to be cooperative. Neighbors or neighbors, <laughs> um, if they're not going to be cooperative with, you know, you having a short-term rental, uh, then you can easily get out of the contract and mm -hmm. still keep mm -hmm. your escrow deposit that you put down. Mm -hmm. So in the drill down, you know, that's, that's the very epicenter because it comes down to all these agencies I refer to creating a little bit of an onion. Well, the right, thing is, is I said that right because I know, I know a lot of people that don't, it's a sight unseen purchase. Maybe they don't come down and look at it, especially for short-term rentals. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird to me too, but I've, <laughs> I've sold them myself completely yeah. sight unseen. So if, if that's something you're going to do and you trust your realtor to do that, um, do the sight unseen purchase. Make sure when you do come down, because most of them all do come down once it's under contract, go meet the neighbors. Right. So And just be friendly and just tell them, hey, look, you know, I'm looking at making an acquisition in the neighborhood. Just wanted to get familiar with people. Um, don't walk up and be like, hi, I'm going to, I'm potentially buying the house next door and I'm going to do STR. There's potential for parties and events. I'm just curious if you're okay with that. That's not how to sell that. Um, and if I have to do a whole podcast episode about how to negotiate and how to be smooth in your speech, then maybe you just shouldn't be in this business. <laughs> yeah. No, you learn that on your own. I'm not here teaching oral communications. Okay. You, you can go and do interpersonal communications with your neighbors and, um, just be careful how you deliver is all I'm saying. Just in you know, all jokes aside, I was being, a, I was being a jerk there for a moment, but no, learn, just go over there, uh, uh properly, tactfully, uh, approach them and, um, uh, tell them what your long-term goals are and whether or not you're going to use the house part-time, uh, for yourself at all. Just be, be transparent with them because that's the other thing. If you're, if you go and you, you get the neighbors on board with you and then it's different than you told them and all of a sudden there's a, 
you know, maybe it's a house with acreage and all of a sudden there's party tents up uh, once a month because someone's doing a wedding. You're, you're condoning weddings on the property, which is totally a thing. It's totally cool as long as everybody around you is okay with it or can't say anything about it. You know, then, then that's, you don't want to surprise them. No. Okay. Don't surprise people. It's just, you know, we, we've said that repeatedly in different spaces when it relates to how well you advertise your space to your guests too. Don't surprise people. Tell them what they're getting. So anyway, honesty is the best policy, but you all know that your mother taught you that. Or if she didn't, she should have. So there and you go. And if she didn't, then Ryan just did. That's right. <laughs> all right, folks, listen, uh, be the best host you can be and go get that money. Go get that money. Thanks for listening to the Vacation Rental Insiders podcast. Please remember to rate us so other smart people just like you can find us. And hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Until next time, be the best host you can be.